0: Broadcasting live from the middle of America, welcome to the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show. Covering local market data, news, and reports to arm you with information you need to empower your investing and strengthen your American rights. Top Realtor, investor, husband, father, and veteran. Here is your host, Landon Witt. For more information and to listen or watch online, visit okcrealestateshow.com.
1: Welcome to episode 59 of the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show. On today's show, we talk with Bob Kyle of OKC Homes for You about an important topic, evictions in Oklahoma City. Stay tuned for that. But first, I want to get into the market report and your news. This last seven days in Oklahoma City, we saw 138 homes coming off the market within a 10 square mile. That median coming in at 14 days average on market with our average list price, our median list price coming in at 159022 with a sales price of 156278 That coming out to be a 1.73% discount over those 138 homes sold. That comes out to $97.69 per square foot selling price again with our median days on market coming in at 14 folks that's two weeks just as we've experienced the last 30 days really has been solid in that 13 to 14 day metric reos just two reos coming off the market this week in the mls that Coming in at our median of 107,700, with a median sales price of 105,250. That being a 2.27% reduction in purchase price. Your median days on market being 37 in the REO world. Again, folks. For the twin square mile zone, which we cover on this show, that's from the center of Oklahoma City out 10 miles, only two REOs coming off the market, showing you what kind of hot market we're dealing with this week. As far as interest rates... A potential for an interest rate climb or just a hold coming up here with the meeting at the end of October. So if you're looking at your jumbo loans or your larger loans where interest rate really makes a difference, you might want to watch close to the end of October. But again, everything that I've been looking at and the mortgage-backed security market, everything's pretty stable and not expecting any real large increases anytime soon. And here is local news. Coming on to your local news, not a whole lot of developments opening this last seven days, but I do want to talk about an important topic coming in out of Linwood. Linwood Place is a historic neighborhood that, ju- that borders uh, south of 23rd all the way down to 16th Street. This historic area is now coming underneath assault, what they call, from the city. John Milner, who's the president, he's been on this show before, I reached out to him. He's, but John Milner's predecessors worked with city leaders for 40 years ago to adopt a zoning classification called the Urban Conservation District. This was to govern land use decisions in the Linwood Place neighborhood which traces its origins back to 1909 and is bound by Grand Boulevard, Drexel Avenue, and Northwest 23rd and Northwest 16th Streets. Milner spoke as the commission weighed proposed construction of three new homes at Northwest 18th and Woodward Avenue on a parcel formerly occupied by a single home. Linwood Place residents holding red signs in opposition filled the benches in the council chamber at City Hall. Other regulations are subordinate to it, he argued. All these people put their fortunes in their homes in Linwood in reliance on this promise from the city. A promise that is law, he said. If Linwood Place Spud prevails... He warned properties elsewhere, including historic preservation districts, could be picked off one by one without regard for residents who are striving to preserve a unique sense of place. The decision was going up Tuesday before city council. This Tuesday, uh, however, that's been delayed Uh, to allow this uh, legislation to be more narrowed down. The mayor is calling this a broad solution to a very narrow problem. You've got a meeting coming up this Saturday, this being, uh, yeah, October 26th, fall general meeting. You can check out linwoodplaceokc.com to find out the location of that. Also, some more contact information. In other news in Oklahoma City, first of 14 KC-46 hangars now ready for the new USAF, United States Air Force, tanker. When the Air Force looked at where is the best place to do this maintenance, they looked at professionals here in Oklahoma and said they're already doing excellent work. The segment of the campus that was unveiled represents the first portion of a massive project that is expected to run through fiscal year 2029. The work began on the campus in July of 2016 and has progressed steadily despite several delays and minor complications, said Mark Harburg of the 72nd Civil Engineer Squadron Project Manager. The first hangar, which is the one that's opening this week, which Harburg, Harball describes as a plain garage compared to other facilities will allow crews to do basic maintenance work. The second project, this two-bay hangar is around 85% complete already and fuel cells work complete already and will allow crews to perform maintenance, corrosion control process, and fuel cell work thanks to blast resistant infrastructure and major heating, ventilation, and the air conditioning system. The next leg of the construction project will begin in fiscal year 2020 and will include two additional bay hangars. This, folks, affects the real estate in southeast Oklahoma. And in fact, oklahoma city look for that coming here uh already started with the first unit they're going to be bringing those planes in working all the way till 2026 which is great for us that annual appreciation and that uh reliable uh renters if you've not rented or or sold your home to a military member yet it's definitely coming so stay tuned for that but now i want to get to our guest on the show We recorded this interview a few days ago on evictions in Oklahoma City, and I know you will find this incredible. And if you want more detailed information, you can visit OKCRealEstateShow.com. There is a link on there, uh, evictions in Oklahoma City, where I get into the detailed cost if you want to do this yourself and the process if you want to do it yourself. But let's welcome Bob Kyle to the show today to talk about evictions in Oklahoma City. Alright, I'm here with Bob Kyle. We're going to be having a casual discussion here on the eviction process in Oklahoma City. Bob Kyle has been in property management since 1995. In 2009, Bob started his own company, which is known as OKC Homes for You, a very successful property management company here in Oklahoma City that's been built on solid values, loyalty, good communication, and just good moral principles. I mean, basics of taking care of tenants and landlords at the same time so that it's a win-win for everyone. Bob, welcome to the show today. Thank you. Thank you for talking about such a serious topic, such as evictions. Now, how common are evictions? And walk us through kind of the process of an eviction. So how common are evictions in Oklahoma City today? They're not all that common in our experience. Our
0: Eviction conviction rate is really small and we're grateful for that, uh, but when it comes time to do it because you've not been able to work anything out with a tenant uh, to maybe help them over a, a glitch that they've experienced, then when that becomes your only option, uh, you have to take the process of serving them the five-day notice and then letting that run its course. Then if they haven't paid, go in and filing it with the forced-entering detainer court to get on the docket and then wait for your court date, appear before the judge, uh, present your evidence, and let the court make its decision uh, in favor of the, you, the, the property manager for
1: the landlord you know, or for the tenant perhaps in some cases. Hmm. And what would you say is, from your experience, what's the number one reason for an eviction or, or for uh, a, a reason coming up that you wouldn't even need an eviction?
0: Well, we see it from several reasons. You know, it could be a, a situation of a split up of the uh, relationship that happens. Uh, mm-hmm. It can be job loss that is frequent. Uh, mm-hmm. It also can be medically related. You know, someone has you know uh, been in an accident perhaps and I have to be off work. So it takes. It's kind of a catastrophic life event really mm-hmm. that we often see lead to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we try to help where we can, but there's only so much you know, we can do.
1: Now most cases that i looked at for the oklahoma county were due to late payment of rent mm-hmm. are there some other cases that you would have an eviction
0: you could you could if the tenants uh, were conducting illegal activity in the property and you could verify that uh, mm-hmm. that would be a lease violation under your lease clause and you could seek uh, to get possession of the property under those grounds um, if they had brought in other unauthorized occupants they were only un- under a lease agreement to have so many occupants in the property. You could go before the judge and say, you know, this is a lease violation and seek to get possession of the property for that. So there are some things other than just non-payment of rent.
1: So each management company kind of does the eviction process a little different or gets to the point. So what is your process when you get a tenant, let's say, that is now late? What does your process look like?
0: Well, when the tenants are late, and we consider them late if they have not paid by the end of the grace period, and for us it's five days. So mm-hmm. on the sixth day of the month, um, we are out serving the five-day notices uh, and posting them on the property. If we which don't, which is get,
1: required by law, exactly.
0: Yep. That you yep. have, if you can't, if you don't have that document, then you cannot start
1: anything else. So that is step number and one. And that's just a, uh, a a written notice confirming to the tenant that hey, listen whatever you may have heard over the phone or whatever, my intentions in writing now are within five days, if we don't resolve X issue, whatever the issue is, we're going to evict you. And so that's gotta be what, posted on the door? It can be posted on the door if no one's
0: home, or it can be given personal service. So if you knock on the door and someone answers it, you can hand it right to the tenant, or in Oklahoma, you can actually give that to anyone in the property that is 14 years of age or older, would mm. constitute personal service. So, uh, and that holds up before the court. You just say, personal service to this person, you have to know their name on this date, and that will s- serve that purpose. But by posting it, then you're required by law to certify mail a copy to the residents as well.
1: I see. And
0: uh, then once that return receipt comes to you, you've got evidence to show the court that it was properly served. Mm.
1: So once they got the notice, how, what percentage of people just figure it out and get, get back on the right track at that point? Well, our success rate is really high. Uh,
0: we, we probably get uh, about 97% of the notices we post
1: uh, actually end up paying and, and avoid the eviction process. Wow. Okay. So by far, the relationships you've built with the tenants and obviously just your application process too, of just kind of going mm-hmm. through and just making sure you get the right tenant in there. We'll talk about that in a minute so what about this three percent what happens then well once you have served your notice
0: and you then filed it with the court to get on the docket then uh, the summons is issued to the uh, to the tenant to appear in court certain time certain date Uh, you stand before the judge when he calls your name he asks you do you owe the rent and you answer his question uh, and tenants are truthful at that point they 're standing before the judge, so you know they're they 're telling the truth, even though they have circumstances but mm-hmm. the judge 's concern is whether or not you know you 've paid your rent as agreed to the, by the terms of the lease you signed, mm-hmm. and so he renders judgment for uh, you the landlord at that time, and uh, then the tenants have forty eight hours from the day of the judgment
1: to vacate the property mm-hmm. okay so if they're usually y- once the judge is saying you do have to pay your rent and you're out of that property, what's the percentage of people that don't stay that actually stay beyond that point? It's it's almost uh, almost hundred percent of the time they're out.
0: Mm. I think in many years I've done this. I've mm. had three or so actually still there mm-hmm. when we come back 48 hours after posting the judgment on the door. Uh, so it's thankfully they're gone because that makes it simple to come in, change the locks, take possession of the property, mm-hmm. and start making it ready for another tenant. So it's not, not, free, not common at all that they stay.
1: Now what happens if the tenant doesn't show mm-hmm. up?
0: Okay. If the tenants don't show up for court date, then mm-hmm. it's an automatic uh, default judgment that the judge will render for possession of the property. Not your back rents, but for possession. Mm-hmm. If you want to seek... Uh, collection of those back-due rents, you'll have to go through a small claims action, something like that, and spend more time and more money to do that. Uh, uh, you know, tenants sometimes will change jobs so you now don't know where they're working. Mm-hmm. You know, they've obviously moved to another residence, tracking them down. Mm-hmm. can take time and, and expense to do that, but uh, uh,
1: that's, that's what you have to do if you just get what they call the default judgment for possession. For someone that's in a situation like that, do you recommend that they go ahead and pursue a judgment against that person or just cut their losses and move on to the next tenant?
0: Most of the time we have found that it's better to take your losses. You'll have the security deposit that can, can apply to some of that. Um, but the time it's going to take to track them down at a new job or a new residence. Wait, so they
1: can get their security deposit back... Even if they're invicted? is that no? They forfeit that for okay.
0: us. Yeah, that's gone. I see. That's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but that the owner has that money to apply toward cleaning and so forth and so on to make the property ready again. I see. Um, but yeah, continue on. But sir. but but uh, if we're talking about just one month's worth of rent that you've uh, mm-hmm. not been able to collect, then my experience is it's not worth the extra legal cost and time to try to go after that. Uh, It's better to try to turn that property over and get the cash flow started again as quickly as possible. But some some people come to me who've been trying to manage themselves and have let tenants get several months behind. Mm. And then they've got quite a bit of money out there, thousands of dollars in some cases. Um, And that could then become well worth the time and expense to, to go Find out you know where their new job is and, and serve them a small claims action, mm-hmm. but it's uh, most we're not de- we're not dealing with those mm-hmm. types of numbers
1: with any regularity whatsoever. Or, unless sure. you're talking one month's worth of rent. Sure. Well, you're talking after your five-day grace period, which is in the lease. Then you've got your five-day uh, notice and right. your posting. And then you're waiting on a court date Uh if during that the three percent now 97 percent of yours either settle up or come to an agreement that says listen i've lost my job or whatever the case may be i can't afford my rent anymore and then i would assume you get what the owner of the property and you guys kind of figure out a best situation to then either allow them out of the lease and get a new tenant in there is that usually what happens in those cases Mm -hmm. or do they find the money somehow
0: well there's some of them will find the money somehow you know they'll borrow it from friends or family member or maybe they'll sell some things to get the money because they don't want to move it's really uh not in their best interest to do that but uh the um the owner will uh can only do so much to try to help and if they can't come up with it they can't come up with it mm-hmm. uh but the um I'm kind of losing my thoughts sorry you edit that out sure but but anyway so so you know, most of the time, if we get to that point, you know, they're going to be gone. If we can get them to voluntarily turn possession over to us right. and forfeit their deposit mm-hmm. and then avoid court, mm-hmm. great. Right.
1: Great. Right. Right.
0: That doesn't go on their record. That's uh, right. We can come in and, and they're out quickly. And they're out quickly, yep. which means the owner can get started again yep. quickly. So uh, we try to negotiate for you know, uh, you know, taking possession, you know, in, in lieu of eviction.
1: After the court cost, after the Eviction letters after everything. What's the average cost of an eviction in Oklahoma City?
0: We we use a a law firm here in town to to take care of those for us Mm -hmm. Um, But if you're uh, in school, we have the attorneys fees on top of that Mm -hmm. Uh, those will run you know 250 uh, for all of that that's for the filing. That's for the attorney time and for even the writ of assistance after judgment, should you need that. Um, if you're going to be doing that yourself, uh,
1: you can save you know, the attorney cost of that, but the filing fees and will all be the same. We've got a comp- compilation on OKCRealEstateShow.com uh, where we've actually broken down the eviction process, and we've got about, uh, I think it's like $150, the last I put, if you're going to do it yourself. So for $250 and an attorney takes care of it for you, that's a pretty good deal. We think so. Yeah, yeah We think so, because the time it takes for
0: you know someone in my office, myself or someone in my office, to go down and be the representative for the landlord right. uh, is, is often not cost effective, because you'll, you'll spend half a day down there at the eviction court. Mm-hmm. They'll start at well they'll start at ten a m You got to be there early a little bit, but so you're taking a good chunk out of your day uh, to do that and, and you can hire the attorney to do it for you and they're already you know a uh, you know court official, so they've got standing
1: in the court uh, so there's no issues with that so there you go have it folks evictions in Oklahoma City from Bob Kyle, legendary voice from nineteen ninety five that's a lot of years of property management um, now let's say back up the tape before we go to eviction. Eviction is usually the result of a series of things going wrong, Mm -hmm. right? So how do we start this at the very beginning to make sure we're setting ourselves up for a situation to which an eviction is very unlikely?
0: That comes down to effective applicant screening. Mm -hmm. It really does. Uh, We find that we charge an application fee. We sometimes find that people aren't willing to pay an application fee. That's one indicator that there may be something that they think they won't qualify for, so they don't even uh, start that process. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but for everyone that applies, we will get, uh, we'll screen them through a, a nationwide criminal background search, a sex offender registry search. We do get a credit report on each adult in the property so we can see how they paid as agreed with other lenders. Uh, we actually will make contact with their current landlord and their current uh, employer and get verifications with those so there's quite a bit of information that we gather and it takes us a few days to do that um, but that saves us from little, what you spend in the front side will save you time on the back side mm-hmm.
1: now for those that may be just getting into this they're researching about the property um, renting and, and rental investments maybe they're working a job right now they've got some extra funds that they want to then invest in either the stock market or real estate they've decided to pick real estate they're looking for property management companies you're obviously a property manager yourself you've obviously got a conflict of interest on this question here but um, what would you recommend to them when they're searching around in Oklahoma City comparing property management companies what is the real metrics that are the difference between companies? Well for us
0: Oh, we differentiate ourselves in that we want to manage properties uh, in a geographic area where we can actually have proper oversight. Uh, I know of companies that will manage properties uh, way outside of the Oklahoma City area. I've uh, talked to people who said, if I can get there in an hour's drive or hour and a half drive, that's that's good enough for me. My experience is if something starts to go sideways at a property that far away from your office, mm. you're not... Going to be out there checking on that property with any frequency, mm-hmm. so uh, I think you're good to look for a, a, you know quality property manager that is uh, kind of in your section of town, if you will. Okay. Uh, next thing would be to uh, just really be sure you understand what services are being provided for the fees you're paying, uh, and look for add-on fees. Um, Well, sometimes you'll see a report come through and you've never seen a certain charge from your property manager before, and then you question, what's that for? Well, it might have been in your property management agreement that if this event happened, then we charge X amount to to handle that criteria. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes it's like meeting an insurance adjuster. If you have a roof claim, uh, there'll be an extra charge for the extra time for the property manager to go out and meet with the adjuster. Uh, We don't do that, but those are ancillary types of charges you can see. Uh, if you don't have a don't scrutinize your property management agreement well and know what to what could happen
1: folks you've been listening to the voice of bob kyle here at oklahoma city real estate show if you're interested in learning more about Bob Kyle's processes, about how he uh, treats his tenants, or about how he treats his landlords, about how their rent analysis works, you can check him out at OKC Homes for the number four u.com. They've got an About Us section you can read about his family. Uh, It is a uh, family-run business. They just celebrated their 10th year. Now, he's been in investment real estate since 1995, started his own company in 2009, This year, celebrating your 10th year anniversary, not newbies to the scene. They've been through this fluctuation. They've been here when we've been statistically a linear market. Now, of course, we're getting into these uncharted territory (laughs) of of volatility. Uh, And so having someone with wisdom in our market is more key than ever. You can even call Bob on the website. They've got a phone number on there. You can talk with him. You can get and find out if he's the property manager for you. I guarantee you, you're going to notice a difference when you check out this company just by the rent analysis. And they're really in it for the long package here. They're not just looking to get some quick, you know, sprinkly little things. They're looking for the real deal and also saving you time by doing stuff that they've learned over the years. So learn from their mistakes. Stakes, they're going to apply all that wisdom to your uh, portfolio. So, Bob, thanks for coming on the show today. My really pleasure. appreciate that. Genuine voice here, um, a property manager with morals and values. Um, Bob Kyle with OKC Homes for You. Thanks for watching. You can check out OKCRealestateshow.com. Call us at the show anytime 405 367 1067. Thanks for watching.
0: For more information and to listen or watch online, visit okcrealestateshow.com.